0: We're in, we pro-
1: we're in progress again.
0: We're in progress, yes. I
1: well, it, 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 sorry.
0: <laughs> well, I see what happens when we're away for two weeks. We, we get rusty.
1: No, 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 it's just hair color. Oh,
0: wow. Well, well. Anyway, welcome to the Bob and Tom Almost Every
1: Week show yeah the bian- biannual by bian- something yeah who cares yeah we're, well we, we, when we are here we're here we have
0: to be we have to tell our, our viewers and our listeners that uh, if you like what we do don't forget to hit the like button mm-hmm. because it adds subscribers and if you want to know when the next one's on hit the subscribe button and then almost every week we'll be here uh, commenting on stuff
1: well yes and and, you know uh, as we said in pre-production there is a plethora of stuff and trying to whittle it down to the important fiddly bits is is getting more and more difficult
0: well i think we have start on a lighter note uh you sent me a, a note on lawn darts
1: yes i did
0: and apparently, lawn darts are unsafe.
1: Mm-hmm. We've had that discussion, and yeah, we can't have them because people could be hit by projecting uh, projecting uh, dart missiles, whatever. Yeah, severe injury could result. Yes, but
0: alas, <laughs> if you are you waiting for this? Yes, ref. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know what is less dangerous than lawn darts.
1: You know, I think it would be almost nerf balls. Nerf balls might be okay. No,
0: but that's not what you sent me.
1: I know. <laughs> we now have the axe throwing home kit. And. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And I yeah. and I find it just so ironic that everything is usually prefaced with, "Now, folks, don't try this at home." These are professional actors. Yeah. So, how could you even put something like that on your home axe throwing? Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I, I I will show this. Uh... As we go along, because we do that in post-production, but it's the funniest thing for $49.99, you can buy a professional axe-throwing kit uh, mailed directly to your home mm-hmm. uh, because that's okay, but don't order any lawn darts.
1: Well, I think if you also look close, you'll also see, what are, what are those, uh, you used to see them in the old martial arts things, the, the things that they throw um they're also on that as well, if you look close at the picture.
0: Um, well, I'm looking at it and uh it'll be uh for, for those who watch the video, you've got this hand throwing a top speed dart, <laughs> which is an axe going into a into a target, but it's top speed. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's uh it says it's in French, it said it's really great for interaction between children and parents. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you it's just too funny uh, it's it's
1: it's just it's funny but but it's like everything else it's it's a sad funny <laughs> well exactly it's, no, it's... This is not gonna end well
0: i know no it's uh it's not and it's uh, it just goes to show you know how screwy stuff is um but i i've i've got to tell you that you know there were things happen over the past two weeks. It's, like you said, we were never out of details. We we took a hiatus for 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 14 days, but then you come back and your inbox is full of ludicrous stuff. And you go, you know, we must be living in a parallel universe. Uh, the one on I sent to you on, the, on the, in the book, climate change that uh, they've published a report that suggests that the, in the U.S. state and federal policies to decarbonize. Decarbonizing, by the way, is a new euphemism for we're going to shut everything off. that has got to do with oil and gas, fossil fuels, right? Uh, That is presenting an increasing reliability risk during transition, which means between now and when we turn everything off, due to potential timing mismatch. Listen to the word salad. Due to potential timing mismatch between resource retirements, meaning they're shutting everything down, load growth, which means people are still plugging things in, and the pace of new generation decarbonized life. The decarbonizing refers to the reduction of fossil fuels and a greater reliance on solar, wind, and hydropower. And a Nobel Prize-winning physicist called John Clauser said, I believe climate change is not a crisis, he's told an audience of scientists. In the end, he said there's a mismatch between what they want and what you can do. And I'm not going to read the whole article because you can find that on the internet if you want. But basically, he says, uh, if uh, you think carbon uh, defossilization rather right, is going to work, don't hold your breath. He says, uh, this is a skeptic, of course. He says that uh, the, the whole thing is nothing but uh, pseudoscience. Meaning it's nonsense. So uh, you know, his he's he's basically a Nobel laureate who says, "Look, this this is crazy stuff that's going on here." Um, you know, because it it's just all about talking, talking, but not doing. You're going to all end up with shutting down these plants that uh, you know uh, make power when there's no wind, when there's no sun, and then there's not going to be enough of the alternate energy put on grid and so it's a it's a lose-lose situation
1: well i agree that we need to look at other things and give people the choice don't don't cram it down my throat to say that this is what you will do because that just smacks of uh dictatorship communism socialism whatever it is you want to throw at it yep um I guess it gets if, if you start this kind of process the things will get better I, if look at the cars in the in the 1970s i know when i was driving in in into vancouver in, in the 70s you would see that yellow smoggy haze that was apparently bad for us car manufacturers got smart they started to reduce the carbon or whatever it is that makes the smog. And and now when you drive in, yeah, there's still smog there, but it's nowhere near the levels that it was, primarily because people got smart and started looking at alternative things. And I don't have a problem with moving to electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles, because inevitably something is going to come up and it's going to change and it'll make it like, why didn't we do this decades ago? The aha moment, as it is, right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I guess it's like being a parent and, and you wanting your kid not to go to a party, but the kid wants to go to the party, and and we're kind of at loggerheads with. Yes, you you know, you, you want them to realize that it's not a good idea to go to the party without telling them it's not a good idea to go to the party. And they have to reach that conclusion themselves and unfortunately with our current modes of government they haven't grasped that they're just telling us this is what you're going to do and in, I, I i think that puts up an awful lot of not animosity um disagreements i guess to you know, well you're telling me it's good and it's got to be bad
0: yeah, well, you know, this uh, Dr. Clauser is uh, talking about uh, pseudoscience. He actually said that we're awash in pseudoscience. And what you're just saying about the people who make the decisions, they're awash in pseudo politics too, because it's not real. You know, it's yeah. all based on somebody's emotion at the time. And so mm. we're living in Pseudoville.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that something that Dr. Seuss did that?
0: Hey, and I think there could be a link. Be. What, whilst you were away, Bob, uh, there was big doings at the Manitoba-North Dakota border. The, uh, the Canadian uh, border agents, as the news likes to call them, these are the CBSA guys, seized 140 pounds, that's 63 kilograms for you uh, metric types, worth of cocaine. Wow. At a little place called Pembina, North, da- North Dakota.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's about $6 billion worth of stuff in a truck coming out of North Dakota. Anyway, it's the largest uh, narcotic seizure in in, uh, in Manitoba for the last five years. And uh, so they were saying that, oh, this is interesting how cocaine, because everyone's focusing on fentanyl, because fentanyl, mm-hmm. fentanyl, fentanyl. Meanwhile, you know, cocaine comes up the side you know, through the back doors. Uh, the the amount of uh, stuff that's being seized is, is so enormous, it's difficult to get your head around it. Uh, the DEA, which is the American counterpart of, uh, I guess, various different agencies in Canada, but DEA is all about, the, it's a drug enforcement agency. Hmm. <clears throat> they were saying that uh, they uh, seized so much uh, fentanyl that it would kill every single
1: human being in the United States period. Well, yeah, I understand it doesn't take very much to, to do that, but yeah, scary stuff.
0: It's, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're really at, uh, wits end. He said the, uh, This guy who's the head of the DEA uh, said that there's enough fentanyl to supply a potentially lethal dose to every member of the U.S. population. Um, And he said this in spite of the fact that the American Homeland Security Secretary says there's no crisis at the border. And that the border in the southern border, the U.S. southern border, is not open. And now I think lots of people will beg to differ given the out of traffic that is filmed walking through into the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, your eyes, your lying eyes will deceive you because those are probably something that you really uh, are not seeing. Uh, there's uh, not anything
1: to worry about. Uh, it, it goes back to a lot of things. The, uh, and again, to talk politics and, and uh, border security or your city security, your municipality, your your rural communities—we have denigrated the uh, the role of law enforcement so much that they are having a hard time uh, trying to to find people to fill the spots. Uh, and it, this is, it, this is not going to bode well in the long run if you know if you you can't hire people to protect people from the law then then what happens when it all goes to, to hell in a handbasket when I mean, you get anarchy you get you know, we talked about that reproduction production the mob rule and, and with mob rule nobody's in charge and how do you get that control back
0: uh, ah yeah, that's a very good question getting the control back is uh well, if you look at the news headlines these days, no one's in control of anything, or it wants to be. Even it seems mm-hmm. to be strange, uh, and and you know, just in the last week, there's been uh, so much news about uh, you know how the trust in law enforcement and the and the uh, um, agencies who are involved, whether it's the actual police or the or the courts, people just don't believe anything they do anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's terrible how the the corrosion has, has become so uh, deep. Uh, people, uh, you know, used to be back in the days, used to say, I don't believe if, what they write in the papers. People have got a much more negative feeling about anything these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Well, I guess from uh, from our point, and, and I kind of chatted pre-production on that too, was with uh, our local municipality trying to move from uh, a federally uh, funded police force with the RCMP to a municipal police force. And part of the arguments floating around was, was with the provincial government saying, well, the RCMP in the province of British Columbia are... 1100 members short and therefore they can't be expected to police municipalities as well as the rural areas and with that you can't you can't poach people right you can't go to the places like Vancouver or uh, Abbotsford or and, and poach members from them to fill your ranks that, that, that's not going to happen. So all said and done, the provincial government, uh, which is a New Democratic Party (NDP), which I'm referring now to the non-democratic process party, because they unilaterally ruled that after the um, voting in our municipality to keep the RCMP in Surrey is not you're you're not going to do that. You're going to go with a municipal police force and on top of that we're going to give you 150 million dollars of taxpayers money to help fund the transition but there's no indication on where these new surrey members are going to come from you know if if the rcmp can't poach does that mean that surrey can't poach and if there's no rules on it then what is that going to do to the other municipalities that have their own police forces losing members to the the new surrey police force and and you know it's just, it's just exacerbating a situation that is I, I don't know what the answer is i, I really don't I, I i am very very supportive of anybody that wants to go into law enforcement now today because you're going in almost with a gun at the back where it doesn't matter what you do it's not right and you're going to get the Monday morning quarterback saying that it should have been done this way, or it could have been done better, or you shouldn't have done this. Um, and yeah. yeah, so so good on you for wanting to stand up and take that role.
0: Yeah, but didn't uh, you tell me that the guy who wanted the uh, municipal police to replace the RCMP was defeated by the candidate who who said, "No, we're going to keep the RCMP." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and then. He was overruled by the province and said, no, even though you were elected, I mean, you're talking about how do you trust the electoral system that, you know, if if the majority of the people voted for the mayor to do one thing, but then he, she is uh, over, basically overruled by the, by the next level of government. Okay. So does that make that election null and void?
1: Well, it, it kind of gets down to, I, I have no idea what it's like in, in your neck of the woods, or even to where our our uh, our viewers are, are from. But what is the percentage of eligible voters in that particular area, wherever you're from? How many actually get out and vote? And now we've got a situation here where I think it was the last vote that said that, that they wanted to keep the rcmp in this uh, jurisdiction it wasn't an overwhelming number of people 30 35 percent of the people who were eligible to vote went out and voted um and people are crying and whining that, that people just aren't going out to vote but here we have the the non-democratic uh, process party uh, telling people now, it really doesn't matter what you do as far as you get uh, with whatever it is you want, want to do. If we don't we agree, agree with it, then know. it's not happening. And we're just going to tell you that this is what's best for you. So don't expect people to come out and vote in droves anymore because. Well, what, why
0: would things? they? You, 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 Basically your vote's worthless if, yeah, and if some other uh uh level of government decides that uh, whatever you voted for is not uh, pr- according
1: to their uh policy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, oh, no, that is not just terrible. Just what, phone calls. We never had phone calls for a while and now they now they hang on a sec.
0: It's the beauty of live broadcasting, you know. Yes. Live broadcast. Yeah. Not to worry, you know. We have things. That, we have the technology. Bang, gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they,
0: yeah. Well, why would you trust uh, your 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 vote? Because uh, th- that takes away any incentive for people to to <clears throat> to go out and 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 have their say. Look, they had a couple of by elections here while we're still in the Canadian realm here. Uh, 20, 25 percent of the people showed up to vote. So mm-hmm. that means that seventy-five percent could care less.
1: Well, and you know, I, I can see that now with issues of why vote. It seems to be meaningless. They're going to do what they want. Like nobody's being held accountable. Our governor general goes and spends seventy thousand dollars on a limousine to travel to and from a conference that is less than well, five hundred meters, uh, a third of a mile for four days <laughs> uh, and 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 nobody's seen well, everybody's outraged about it but nobody is stepping up to to take that into account and so why vote and is yeah. this really is this really falling into into what the politicians want like what would happen if in canada or the united states you dissolve government because it's time Within the legislation to dissolve government, and nobody shows up to vote, what happens?
0: Uh, well, you have uh, essentially you, you have me, the bureaucrats running the place. Well, the bureaucrats right? are running the place now, anyway. anyway and, uh, yeah. So it's uh, it really begs the question: why why bother to vote? Because even if you do vote, the bureaucrats will will stymie whatever the political party. Mm-hmm. who got elected once done. I mean, and it really doesn't matter at this stage, which party you're talking about, because if you have an entrenched bureaucracy that basically is the, 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 the other government. Yeah. I mean, this is, these are unelected rulers. Um, so, uh, it, uh right now it might be fashionable for those in, uh, in ottawa and washington to go along with it because their guys are if you want to believe it are the deep state or the or the you know fourth branch of government uh but when things turn around and and they're no longer around and then you have bloodletting taking place and you can Mm -hmm. i would suggest that uh, that would be the next thing that will cause great crisis if uh uh, either uh, uh, there's a change in 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 Washington or in Ottawa, uh, that ruling party is going to have to come in and do some serious uh, branch and root changing mm-hmm. uh, because they'll never get anything done because this entrenched gang will make sure uh, that whatever the, the the people said wanted to be done, they're going to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh You know, because it's unfortunately politics is not like business, Uh, and I and I and I segue into the fact that uh, we were talking about how Ford lost four and a half billion dollars on electric vehicles this year, which is up from two point one billion last year, and that's because the government told them to go build electric vehicles. Now, this is not an issue about electric vehicles. This is not the point. The point is when you start making stuff uh, that people don't want because somebody or, or, or can't afford or can't afford, then you're going to run into a, a bit of a problem. And this is, this reminds me of uh, the saying of, of the communist days uh, back in Eastern Europe or in Russia, Soviet union times, where they would build tractors that nobody wanted because, you know, the government decided we are to build tractors. Everyone build tractors. Okay. No one needed tractors, but this is what Ford's doing. You know, uh, uh, and so when you read the the write up on on the laws here, it says that you know the the Ford gets all this money from the government to build electric cars, which is fine until the money runs out. Then then you got a problem because you're going to fill up parking lots with uh, full of stuff nobody wants to buy. Uh, and then yeah. uh, see. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're talking about uh, uh, adjusting their losses to something like 11 to $12 billion. <laughs> you know, what company stays in business like that?
1: Well, wow. and it goes back, like I had also said uh, today, we had the domestic tour of taking the car in for its servicing. Yes. And we noticed that there wasn't a lot of cars that were on the lot. And on the lot, uh, we saw one of the sales guys that sold us our car many, many years ago. And uh, he said, uh, you know, it's, um, we don't, we don't have cars for sale anymore. We have cars that come up and with that, you pre-buy, pre-select, pre-order and have it delivered to us. And then we give you the car. So we don't have to have all of our lot filled up with cars that may sell sometime, or we'll have to have a fire sale to get rid of them to make room for more cars. So, you know, Places like Ford and GM, by jumping onto this just to get the subsidies, are going to run into that problem. Or they've got cars that are going to going to sit and, and sit and sit until there's a fire sale and people can go out and buy them for pennies on the dollar. Well, and if you don't
0: think that's bad
1: news, uh,
0: how about this uh, largest bankruptcy in U.S. trucking history took place yesterday where a company called Yellow Trucking, which is the third largest uh, carrier in the U.S., filed for bankruptcy. It ceased all operations uh, midnight last night. Uh, and uh, this is a Nashville, Tennessee-based company basically uh, tried to make changes of, of operational changes uh, working with its union, the Teamsters. And they weren't going to move. And they told them, listen, we're, we, we can't run this business if, if it's going to be run your way. And they said, you know, they've been in negotiations. And in the end, uh, the companies folded. Boom, gone. This is, puts 30,000 people out of work. Mm-hmm. 22,000 of those are Teamsters. Um, but this was in the making for some time now. You know, it just it kept trying to do this company uh, uh, become more, more uh, efficient. Uh, you know, the shareholders uh, wanted to see this thing work. Teamsters kept on going on about they needed to get raises back in 2019 they got they an 18 percent raise and then, so you keep going on with uh, trying to save the ship and they got 700 million dollars from the government to, to stay in business even that didn't work and this is the amounts of money here are just phenomenal <clears throat> when you look mm-hmm. at it but here once again you've got people who who really don't understand business they really don't understand. How it is you make a profit? How it is you employ people? Because you, you can't employ people if your company's not making money. You just can't, mm-hmm. you know. But they don't care, yeah. you know. And then he talk about uh, you know how there's uh, you know there's a manufacturing boom going on. If you say what boom are you talking about? Or uh, and 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 in fact there is no boom. It's just a lot of propaganda. And then when you talk about, uh, you know, inflation is down, but then they conveniently take out the cost of food, they take out the cost of fuel, and they take out the cost of housing. So those three indices are taken out. They oh, inflation is down. Yeah, but have you been at a grocery store? Have you bought gas lately? Didn't you tell me now that where you are, a liter of gas is 209 or 206? Well, 206. 206. Okay, so for the Americans listening, tell them what that is in gal- A gallon would be in dollars.
1: I think we figured that out too it was uh seven and change, right? Seven dollars and forty-five cents. Okay. Right. So gallon.
0: right. So all you Americans wanting to drive to Canada, better tank up before you, you cross the border because uh last I looked, well, at least in this neck of the woods and over in Port Huron, a, a gallon of gas is uh three seventy something or three sixty somewhere around there. Uh but it's not uh, seven dollars. Uh, right now here we're at uh, 168 yeah. a liter, which is just shy of, I think, six bucks a gallon.
1: Yeah. And now, if you take that $7, uh, that would be $7 Canadian. So maybe $5.30 five, $5. 30 US. Yeah. Well, so, it's just yeah. still
0: two bucks more mm-hmm. a gallon. So, you know, all is not well uh, mm-hmm. when, when you look at that. Well, it's going to kill tourism. That's for sure. And, of uh, course. It's gonna kill tourism. It's going to kill a whole lot of stuff because you mm-hmm. can't, uh, you can't follow that uh uh price increase uh and have it stop at uh at uh, transportation or stop at services or stop at uh, uh you know it, because it gets fed through the system uh, the the truck driver is going to uh, or the the in transportation will download that cost to the sh- to the uh to the user the user will download that to the supplier the supplier will download that to the yeah it's just exactly and that, you know these clowns, uh, and I call them clowns because it's the nicest word you can use uh, without uh, you know being taken off the air here. Uh, who are who are you know selling us this this rubbish?
1: And it goes down to the point that yes, yeah, the, the the price of fuel comes down to me eventually because they need to have money to make things, to transport things, to get things to make things so that I can buy things like lettuce and carrots and tomatoes. But it's also the same when you get to the different levels of government. I've said it before. I don't care whether you tax me municipally, uh, provincially, uh, state level, uh, federally, whatever you want, I'm the guy that's paying it. you You can raise taxes all you want, anywhere you want, but eventually, I'm not going to be able to to afford it. I I won't be able to pay taxes. And then what are you going to do? Now, and you couple that with the fact that, you know, I can't pay taxes and and I can't afford to go to the grocery store. This is not going to end well. This is going to be like another Jurassic Park movie here, folks. Well, the uh, future...
0: Uh, price for oil jumped this morning on various markets. So, you know, I think we're headed towards uh, higher prices globally, uh, primarily because uh, the people, A, are buying as much, hence the, the people who make the oil, particularly uh, in the Middle East, are saying, well, we're not going to take cheap prices, so we'll just stop. Since you're not buying, we're just going to cut the uh, supply and, you know the old adage of supply and demand mm-hmm. they have bills to pay and they're not going to give away cheap oil so they're just going to leave it in the ground uh, uh, you know and that's uh, that's a bad sign uh, going forward um, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not uh, it's not very positive that way and of course uh, the whole business uh, of why we're living in the weird times we are has much to do with uh, not just uh, politics uh, but not just economics or politics as well. When, when you have crazy talk like uh, uh, Secretary Biden saying, uh, you know, uh, nuclear war is same. Not not Biden. I'm sorry. The John Kerry, the the uh, guy who's the climate guy, says that nuclear war is as bad. as climate change. You know, <laughs> I can't believe anyone would say something that's stupid. But I guess they do. And then the other one. The Biden guy is talking about well, you know, maybe tactical weapons uh, could be used, tactical nuclear weapons, and even talking about tactical nuclear weapons. Are you crazy?
1: So, That's, uh, yeah. tactical. Like, what is tactical? That's uh, is that kind of like being. I think I'm pregnant, but I'm not. I'm not.
0: Well, you know, I'm beginning to, st- I think we're getting tired of the, the, well, most people are tiring of the of the Ukraine thing anyway, because it's just gone on way too long. And everybody is now seeing that there must be some uh, very strange links here between those who are making money on this and those who are actually talking about, uh, uh, well, you know, some sort of war that's winnable with China and Russia. I mean, this is crazy talk. But, War games, yeah. A Watch, war game. Game.
1: Watch it. It doesn't end well, and it's not going to end well. Yeah.
0: So, but we'll we'll keep that one for uh, another another day. Another day. Anyway, Down uh, yeah. For last
1: thirty seconds or so. Yeah.
0: So we'll uh, we'll say adieu and and enjoy the
1: summer. That's right. And don't forget to go out and get that axe throwing kit.
0: <laughs> yes, That's available at your at your local grocery store. take care bob we'll talk to you soon Bye. Bye. all righty that was close
1: yeah i think we're down there but yeah anyway i gotta go pick up my car here so okay well i'll I'll talk to you soon bob all right is this warranty work uh, no, it's just regular service oil change and the lake, so uh, 100 bucks. No. Yeah. <laughs> more than that. Ooh
0: yeah.